Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and Linda Franklin has the day off, and we are in show number two of our careering and re-careering series. Last week, we talked to Dave Anderson of Anderson Leadership Solutions, and he talked to us about uh, second careers and what he's going through. So for those of you that missed last week's show, check us out on iTunes. You can also find us on Global uh, Broadcasting Network site, Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T. Now, today, we've got a treat because We've got an expert on uh, finding jobs, on choosing careers. Uh, We're going to visit today with John Shrupp. He's the owner and operator of a company called CPR, My Career. That's like how to resuscitate yourself and get yourself going. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, I look forward to speaking to everyone. No, this is great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, um, every week we talk about issues that affect uh, men and women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And one of the things that is happening, uh, you know, with our economy, we know, you know, it's tough getting a job out there. But also, you know, there's some issues about, you know, what do we do for the second half of our life? So we're going to explore some of those things along with getting some great uh, job hunting tips uh, from John. John, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, our listeners want to know who you are, what you do, and what makes you qualified to talk about recruiting, outplacement, and financial planning. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I'll be quick, but I, I started off uh, many years ago in uh, the financial services industry down in Chicago and I worked my way up the la- corporate ladder. And, um, in, in my travels, I worked hand-in-hand with many HR departments in the various positions I held. Um, regardless, I started a company uh, in 2004 <clears throat> that was designed to address what our target market was, and that was a 50-year-old who uh, was going through a massive life change due to unemployment. And uh, we, at the time, were partnering up with uh, uh, companies and helping these individuals of every aspect of their career transition. So that's how I kind of got into this world or into this arena. But, you know, um, in, in moving around from company to company, I, I uh, was able to route myself up into the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So that, that's where we're headquartered at CPR My Career. We're in a suburb of the Twin Cities. And we've been around since, like I said, 2004. And uh, uh, I, I believe we have a a real nice format to address the needs of that uh, um, individual who's going through that career change, going through that uh, transition in life uh, right now. Now, John, that's a big 
deal. You know, when you think about, you know, getting jobs, you know, and I, I've read things where, you know, people have like, you know, four or five, six, seven jobs in their lifetime. This is really different than our parents. You know, I'm, I'm guessing you're roughly about my age, you know, 40s, 50s uh, area. So, you know, when we were growing up, our parents got a job at a good company. They got a retirement plan. They stayed there. You know, they raised their kids, sent their kids to college. You know, there was kind of like a formula that most people lived by. Um, and it's all changed now. And we see people, you know, being laid off in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it's a whole different ball game. It, it is. It's it's really scary. Uh, and yeah, I'm 48. I'll be 49 this year. And, you know, when you come up the corporate ladder, uh, you know, I worked myself up to a pretty high level at a uh, Fortune 100 company. And in there, you know, when you're working there and you're in your 30s, uh, if you work hard and, and you're really focused, you can get somewhere and you get yourself to a pretty nice income level. Well, all the while, what you don't realize is that uh, you're getting some real nice raises, some real nice bonuses that if you went out in the real world, maybe you couldn't obtain that anymore. And then what happens is you get into your 40s, and this, I see people getting blindsided by this every day of my life, and that is all of a sudden... I'm 48, going to be 49 this year. I feel like I'm 35. I feel like I'm smarter than I was when I'm 35. But all of a sudden, wham, the layoffs start. Now, today, what you see are companies doing what we call trickle layoffs. They don't want to make the press. They don't want to make the news with all of their layoffs. So, um, you know, when I look at uh, the pressure of a, a publicly traded company, on current earnings, I think that's a, a kind of a flaw in our economy, kind of a flaw in our system on how we manage companies because you, you get a new CEO in or you get a new management team or you get some pressure from the shareholders, they need an instant response. And the best or easiest way for uh, a company to have a, a – one of the easiest ways to have a major impact on their bottom line is to cut – their largest expenses, of which salaries and wages are always in the top three of most companies' expense uh, items. And so what we see is this trickle layoff of what I, I think it is. I don't know if it's age discrimination. Um, it's certainly salary discrimination. Uh, if you don't have a, a unique set of skills that are irreplaceable, then you are replaceable. And we see it all the time. I saw it to a countless friends of mine, countless peers, uh, that all of a sudden they're 45, they're 50, they're 55, and they're on the street. Now the challenge comes into, I've been living this lifestyle for X number of years, and taking this high salary and this uh, high bonus structure, taking that for granted, and uh, all these great benefits that you get. And, you know, living at a much higher lifestyle than you ever thought you would. And the next thing you know, you turn around and you're like, uh-oh, I'm back in the real world. I'm back on the street. I, I'm back in the position where I, I have to figure this out. And then that's where the trouble starts. Well, yeah, the reality is 
If you're in your 40s and 50s, you're making a substantial amount of money typically. So if I cut as a, you know, a bottom line executioner, if I cut out five jobs, I've just, you know, saved myself 200,000. And if I can get some 30 something or some hungry 40 something worth, you know, willing to work for less, you know, I can easily save my company a bunch of money. Now, we won't get into the ethics, the honor and the, you know, ability level, but sometimes in in business today, good enough is enough. You don't have to be great. And if you cost the company too much, great goes by the wayside for good enough for a lot of these companies. Um, when that happens, John, you know, it's rough. I mean, I, I had that happen to me when I was 41 because my industry went out of business. You know, I was in high-end uh, real estate. And so, you know, the bottom fell out of that. They didn't need, you know, and I was in the marketing and social media and uh advertising departments that's the first place people cut so here i am 41 single mom two kids uh soul supporting you know without a job and it's really frightening because most people you know by you get to our age are dealing with child care issues they might have college payments or they have elder care payments you know they might be responsible for one or both parents or both sets of parents it's a lot of pressure no doubt about it. They call it the sandwich generation. You're paying to put your or help your children get through college and then paying to help take care of your uh, parents in the nursing home. And, and it's a very stressful situation. And another thing that we don't realize that happens as as we move further, further and further into this advent of technology and the and what I see really to me, the biggest impact on my business is literally the impact of internet speed because the speed of the internet, I have access to so much more and I can do so much more right from my desktop. Well, what that causes is the possibility of you getting replaced by technology or by third party consultants that work overseas or, you know, essentially getting replaced by a cheaper uh, replacement that saves that company money. So there, there are more threats that we're not aware of today as well. But regardless, if you're in that situation where, number one, you're seeing it happen to your peers, you're not unemployed yet, or and unfortunately happen to you, now this is the world where the world of stress comes in. And, that, and that's really what we've designed our company around. And our company, CPR My Career, is designed to help an individual with every aspect of their career transition as they're going through this layoff, as they're going through this job transition. And so that's how really our consumer and working with our consumers, they've driven the design of who we are. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting how all of this is evolving here today. Well, and you talk about financial planning. We've got about two minutes to break. What does financial planning have to do with layoffs and, jo- you know, finding a new job? Well, it has everything uh, to do with it because ultimately, why do we work? Why are we even employed? We're employed, well, certainly because we maybe hopefully love what we do, but we're also employed to earn money, to put away money, to potentially live a happy and safe and pleasant retirement matching a similar lifestyle that we've had over the past you know, 15, 20 years. And, um, that, you know, and so when we look at a layoff, uh, you know, one interesting study that came out with, uh, 
from uh, you know what, John? I'm going to cut you off, and we're going to talk about this interesting study when we come back from the break. For those of you listening today, we are visiting with John Shrupp of CPR My Career. You can find that at CPRMyCareer all one word dot com. CPR My Career is a financial planning, outplacement, and recruiting company, which means that if you are out there looking for a job. They're the guys to help you. They specialize in 40, 50, 60s uh, to help you find a job. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about tips, tricks, and techniques to find jobs. We're also going to talk about why is it important to do financial planning when you're in between jobs. More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power. In those stories, learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. I'm across recently with respect to uh, jobs, job searches, and retirement. Sure, absolutely. Well, Jamworth uh, has a series of articles they just recently released that discuss some of the challenges as we near retirement. What interesting study 
that I read through uh, was the fact that uh, most pre-retirees in calculating what they need for retirement assume that they will be fully gainfully employed until that date in which they choose to retire. And what the study found is, I I believe it was over 75% of the individuals just felt that that would be the case. And in reality, it was well under 50% of the individuals actually were able to maintain their full salary through their retirement age. What that creates, depending on when you're laid off and what kind of position you get uh, to fill in the income gap until retirement, it results in quite a substantial hit in future years when you're using that savings for your retirement to live those retirement dreams. And ultimately, once again, another, well, here's another pressure that hits because the biggest issue we have today is we're, the greatest thing is we're living longer than we ever expected. Uh, A bad thing is we're living longer than we ever expected and we're not planning for it and we don't have the savings uh, pulled up to last for the rest of our lives. And, And so now add to that a dramatic reduction in income in the last 10 years of uh, while you're in the workforce and you're painting a picture of a dramatic change in your lifestyle when you retire and or the continue having to continually work and, and not retire. Now, John, so is it prudent to say, you know, I saw something that you sent out recently um, uh, from the Harvard Business Review that that we should be focusing on, you know, for our retirement, you know, for, you know, like an income rather than our net worth. Because I look at the instability of the dollar and who knows what a million dollars is going to be worth, you know, 20 years from now. Absolutely. Well, yeah, when you look at it from a financial planning uh, standpoint, uh, you know, we have in the U.S., we wonderful access to all kinds of resources online, um, all kinds of uh, independent financial planners, all kinds of captive financial planners. They're everywhere, and and there's lots of great advice out there. But what our group of financial professionals that we associate with focus on is not the accumulation phase uh, where you're focused on you know, getting great returns, building that giant nest egg. What we're focused on is the distribution of that nest egg. And we want to focus on making sure that that distribution lasts your entire lifetime. And so when you look at that, and you're referring to the Harvard Business Review article that discusses the crisis in retirement planning, and one thing that they mentioned within that article is that you know, we never view our retirement like a pension. And, you know, if we go back in history, um, pensions were wonderful. They're an obligation of the company that provides them. Um, but they went out of style as soon as they could go out of style because they were so costly to companies. And the now, late 70s, early 80s, we saw companies trying to get away from pension plans, and that's where Congress stepped in and they passed the rules around the creation of a 401k plan. But the difference with that is 401k plan is 
uh, not a liability of a company. It's funded primarily by the employee with some employer contribution matches. But anyway, fast forward to today, all of our focus is on what, how much money we have for retirement. It's not focused on what kind of income stream we're going to have during retirement. So what our group of advisors try to get people to start thinking about is, you know, what kind of, of monthly budget do you need to live, maintain the lifestyle that you want to maintain in retirement? So we have to factor in Social Security. We have to factor in the tax bracket here that you're potentially going to be in. We have to factor in where you want to live. We factor in all those things. But then we also have to factor in life expectancy. And so, you know. That's what I was thinking. It's like if you focus on your net worth, you don't know how to allocate money over time. But if you have an income, especially a guaranteed income for life, you know, I've seen some retirement vehicles out there that have these things, then you're pretty much at least have a fighting chance if you live 30 years versus five years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if we look at the, the global world of financial planning in the U.S., you know, we have the, the banking industry, the insurance industry, and the securities industry, and all three are working towards, and I know the securities and insurance industry for sure, have designed product lines that really do focus in providing uh, guaranteed streams of income for the rest of your life. And it really, I think that's what we uh, want to focus on when we t- are talking about retirement planning. What, how much money are we going to have July 2017 when I'm living on the coast somewhere, hopefully much further south from uh, Minnesota, and uh, what am I going to need to live that month to pay my rent, to pay my bills, to uh, pay for my food and pay for my lifestyle. And and is that money at risk and is it going to last me for the rest of my life? And what about medical bills and what about long-term care and how do those affect my income streams? I mean, all these things we have to factor in. So what we really try to do is shore up guarantees. We try to shore up, identify or nail down with your pool of money that you've accumulated so far. If we invest into this product or into that product, what does that ultimately give you for a retirement? Well, John, since we're talking about retirement, um, and I just got a message in from our Facebook show page, uh, we have a, a listener that's asked the question. She said she's in her 50s. She has a college-age child coming up, and she said, what are your thoughts about taking out a loan for his education versus using her current retirement savings for his education? Well, I, and how old is, did she mention she was? She's in her fifties. In her fifties. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's important that the last thing that you tap into would be your retirement savings for anything but retirement Really, it's designed to be spent out, not lump summed out. You're going to face adverse uh, to tax penalties, and and uh, you're probably at a higher tax rate right now. I think that's probably a, a bad idea 
to use any retirement dollars for a college education in that way. Uh, I believe the loan's the way to go. There's no debate in my mind. I would not tap into that. You know, Congress, when they pass the 401k laws, they have substantial penalties if you take money out before you're age 59 and a half. They have that for a reason because they wanted you to spend that money out and use it for retirement so you could retire. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of not touching the, if, if you at all, at all costs, if you, you know, if you can avoid touching that 401k uh, and, and or IRA or whatever you have set aside and qualified money that's used for retirement, at all costs, if you can avoid touching that, that's the best advice I could give. Well, and I'd like to weigh in on that, you know, with a very simple statement is you can borrow money for a college education, but you can't borrow money for your retirement. So what are you going to do when you use that retirement money up? And then if you're a college student, you know, a lot of our college students can't find work today. You know, so I look at that going, well, if I lent my kid, I was thinking about I got two kids. If I lend them my retirement money to go to school and they come out, you know, is is that money going to be paid back? And if not, you know, like when? So, you know, taking out a loan, you can always deal with, with the payment back issues there, but you really can't take a loan against your retirement. You, you can, but you shouldn't, in my opinion. I mean, there are some, you know, some vehicles have loan provisions and all that for emergencies, but that's what it's for, strictly an emergency. But yeah, and I always look at, you know, uh, a college loan isn't the worst thing. It, it, maybe it sets... Uh, that individual straight as to you know what the trouble they can get into with credit with credit cards with overbuying a house or doing this or that it you know having to face the fact that they're going to have to pay for something uh pay back uh, for the college education maybe they value their uh their classes more maybe they value um you know uh, how they spend money or watch that a little bit cl- more closely. So I, I think it's a good thing. I do too. You know, I had, I had student loans. I went to Northwestern undergraduate and grad and I had like 65,000 in student loans when I graduated. And, you know, to be fair, it took me like 10 years to pay them off. But, you know, I made the choice to study hard and I made the choice to go there because I was paying for it. And, you know, I don't know if that would have been the same if, if I, uh, if I had gotten a free ride. I don't know. You know, it's hard to go back in time, but I know when my kids want something and I say, okay, you can pay half out of your piggy bank and I'll pay the other half, their half is not even close to being worth what my full payment would be. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think That's it's funny. just human nature. Um, uh, so, John, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some problems that people are encountering because you see this every day, uh, problems that they encounter not only finding a job but but working with some of these recruitment firms. And I'm sure you've got a lot of good advice to give, uh, you know, ab- about this subject. Absolutely. So, yeah, I look forward to going through that with everyone. Yeah, so we're visiting today with John Shrupp. His company is CPR My Career. He's located in Minnesota. Can you quickly give us uh, some of the cities that you serve currently with CPR My Career? Sure. So we're in Southern California. We're in uh, Los Angeles and San Diego. We're also in Dallas and Houston. We're also in Tampa. We're in Charlotte. We're in Atlanta. We're in Minneapolis. We're in Chicago. We're in Kansas City. And we're growing. Excellent, excellent. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about problems that people have when they're looking for a job in their 50s and 60s. More after the break. 
got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Every girl is on fire. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin has the day off, and we're visiting today with John Trupp of CPR My Career. And as promised, we're going to talk about the three biggest, I don't know if you want to call them challenges, mistakes, issues, problems, you know, you name it. But when you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s looking for a job, uh, there's the the lay of the land has changed, Dorothy. We're not in Kansas anymore. It's a very different job search today. And I'm really glad that we have John Trupp here president of CPR My Career, uh, because, John, you know, we're paving new ground with the Internet and especially with Internet job searches. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, our uh, primary clientele, they're anywhere between age 40 and 60, and many haven't looked for a job for 10, 20, 30 years. And the last time many of us had to look hard for a position um, and we took this for granted. All we had to do to capture 90% of the open job market 
All we had to do was buy the Sunday newspaper, and the job classified section had it all right there in front of you, you know, 15 sections deep, thousands of positions right there. Uh, Three-quarters of the time, you had the company name. Half the time, you had a phone number. Life was really easy. We took that for granted. We had no idea. Fast forward to today, that same job seeker hasn't looked for 10, 20, 30 years. Now they're going out and looking for a position. It's Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the Sunday paper anymore. Today, with the advent of the Internet, there's over 40,000 job boards. And how many are you going to each and every day to identify the appropriate positions to pursue? What, three, four, maybe five job boards? What about this? It's been estimated that approximately 80% of all companies don't even use job boards. So how do you tap into that? That's called the hidden job market. So the biggest problem, one one of the three key problems we see with the modern day career search is the fact that you cannot get yourself in front of enough open and available positions. Uh, another major challenge is the fact that, it's, and it's tied into this, companies aren't necessarily advertising jobs on a job board anymore or the Sunday paper. They don't have it posted anywhere. What companies now are starting to move more and more into is finding you directly online. They want to be the driver because they realize when they posted that job on a, a the big job board A or the big job board uh, B or C, that they received a flood of resumes, thousands, literally thousands of resumes, uh, and, and they don't have the time, money, or effort, want to invest the time, money, or effort in sorting through all that to find the three best candidates. So what, they, what they've decided to do is find people directly online. So there's a whole online component, and what we're finding is our average job seeker has zero presence online. So, yeah, our biggest challenge is to capture enough of that open job market. And, and so we at CPR in my career, we have a process, we have technology that assists with that, and then we have a process at, at building a brand correctly online so the companies can find you. Well, and you are your brand. If I'm understanding you correctly, like Sandra Beck, I'm a brand. John Shrupp is a brand. Each one of us has, you know, a specific set of, you know, gifts and conditions and skill sets and, and, you know, personality, you know, things like that, that make us us. So what you're talking about is like using the internet and social media to kind of package yourself for sale. Is that am I understanding correctly? Absolutely. And, and, you know, interesting enough, it's so many people tell me when I'm uh, going through uh, my training sessions, uh, which I do every single day of my life, uh, I hear it all the time. John, I love your program. I love your process. But I don't do Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I don't do social media. And, you know, I always say this. I, I personally don't care about your personal opinion of on social media. What I do care about is what it can do for you in your job search. It's not uh, optional anymore. It's mandatory. And with the correct approach online, you can dramatically improve things. You know, human resources departments are either finding you online or if they've already found you because you applied and they have your resume – they're verifying whether or not they want to bring you in or not. And so, you know, they're not just out there looking for a bad Facebook photo when they're checking you out. No, they're about seeing what kind of person are you in your particular industry? 
Are you someone that they want to be associated with? Have you stayed current professionally? Have you stayed active within your business work and your work networks? Are you, am I hiring you and your immense professional network? Because at a higher level position, when you're looking uh, to fill a position that requires, you know, 15 years of experience or greater, I need not only the expert, but I need all of their connections to other experts. And if they see nothing online, you added 10 years to your age. And, and we're all we're already worried about age discrimination. You want to take 10 years off your age? Start actively using social media. You'll look and feel a lot younger to your potential employers. And on top of it, you're building a brand online, and so companies that are looking for you will be able to now actually find you based on keyword searches related to your industry. So it's all, it all works together to make you a much more appealing individual when it comes to the workplace. Well, and, you know, notwithstanding all the things that you said, you know, there is something to be said about, like, if you go to Google and you type somebody in or you look up somebody on LinkedIn, because I see this all the time with people want to be on my shows. I've got four shows each week. Everybody wants to be on the show. And they tell me they're an author, they're this and they're that. And then when I go to look them up, John, I'm like, liar, liar, pants on fire. You might be an author and you might have written a book, but nobody has said anything. You're not on Amazon. You're not on, you know, any of the social medias. And so I don't even respond back to people because to me, they're nobody. And when I'm looking at people, you know, you're going to come across whether you choose Facebook, LinkedIn, or even Pinterest or, you know, Instagram, you know, when I look at somebody and I see them playing with their kids, if I see them volunteering at some organization, if I see that they're involved with a charity, if I see See that they're, you know, they're, they're they look like a good person. That's more likely that I will pick them up and give them a call back. I mean, that whole media thing around people today—it's like who would think Joe Schmo from, you know, Shakopee, Minnesota, would have an internet presence that's valuable, you know, like a movie star. But it kind of is like we're all little movie stars. So what you put up online really is a reflection of who you are. And either you're going to attract people or repel them. I mean, it's really pretty simple. It is. And, you know, uh, if, if you look at uh, business in general, let's say uh, uh, like a referral, let's say you're looking for a mechanic and you talk to your neighbor who says, go see Joe down the street. He's great. He's a wonderful job. He's on time. He's fair. He's not going to, He's not going to rob you. He's not going to rip you off. He's going to do good, good work. All right. Well, you're trusting that your neighbor has done his or her due diligence within uh, with that mechanic, and so that's really unearned trust that that referral gives that mechanic. And you know, you can do the same with having a great presence online. You can look much better than you actually are. You can really, but you know, the point is you can really set a great image online that like you said, attracts people. And, and I think that's what it was about, you know, and then now circling back to social media, it doesn't have to be so difficult. It's all about relationships and making connections. And, you know, I countless people, I got on a kick uh, one month. This is uh, about two years ago where 
Um, I was fighting people on social media, and, and the last place people think they can get a job from is, is Facebook, because that's all about personal relationships. And you know what? I demanded that my staff just have people focus on making an announcement over Facebook that this is what they're an expert in, that they're out of a job, that they're actively seeking a new profession. And I cannot tell you how many people got rehired just by taking those extra steps on Facebook because there, if you really dig into it, there's a group of people that actually do care about you or cared about you at one time. So that's, you know, anyway. Yeah, well, I want to talk about that for a little bit here. I, you know, I only know we've got three minutes to break, but, you know, people, you know, make comments to me all the time in my business, John, where they don't like Twitter. They don't like Facebook. They don't like whatever. But I'm going to tell you that, you know, Facebook is the, the new picnic, the new family picnic. And so if you went to a family picnic or you went to with all your friends, of course you would ask people if they knew of anybody who's hiring and looking for a job. LinkedIn is like a cocktail party. So, you know, when you go to some sort of work event and you're networking, you know, yes, you're going to talk about, you know, maybe your company's laying off and you're looking for a job. The fact of the matter is social media is here to stay, like it or hate it. You need to know some of the rules of engagement with social media and how to conduct yourself on these things. But John, you're absolutely right. Why would you not put yourself in front of a group of people that supposedly care about you or like you enough to follow and then ask them if they know of any company that's hiring? I see it all the time. People come to me through word of mouth to work sure. not only for my technology company, but to be on my radio show much more than I reach out to hire people. I kind of wait for people to come to me and then I cherry pick. Sure. You know, to me, it's a confidence issue. Uh, You need to get your core basics correct. You need to get your profile done correctly on LinkedIn. You need to get the right information on Facebook before you can feel confident then jumping out there and using those as resources. Because if you don't have a good photo on LinkedIn or you don't have a good summary, you're going to be embarrassed and you're not going to reach out. So you have to fix the basics. You have to start with the basics first and then have to start making those attempts at communication and build it from there. Absolutely, absolutely. We're visiting today with John Trupp of CPR My Career. You can check him out at CPR, just like it sounds. You know, if you're having a heart attack or your career is dying, uh, go ahead and resuscitate it with CPRMyCareer.com. When we come back from the break, we're going to have more great information and tips and tricks for those of you out there, you know, who are looking for a job. If your friends or family are out there looking for a job, send them a copy of this broadcast for them to listen to. More great information after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think 
Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and Linda Franklin has the day off today. We're wishing her well. She's redoing her uh, her apartment in Manhattan, so she's, like, knee-deep in carpet, and um, I guess they're getting rid of the wallpaper. They're doing all sorts of cool things. So we'll post some pictures of our new digs uh, when they're done online, but that's what she's doing today. And we're visiting here with John Shrupp, and he's the president of CPR MyCareer. He's the owner and operator, and he's been giving us some great tips about you know using social media and why you have to use social media if you missed the first three quarters of today's show check us out on itunes we're on powered up talk radio on itunes you can go to global broadcasting networks uh texas station of toginet that's t-o-g-i-n-e-t dot com you can also pick up this and uh, a couple hundred other broadcasts on powered up talkradio.com so i don't know where you're listening uh from today but that's where you can find more if you like today's show <coughs> we're going to talk a little bit about some success stories john you have a really cool one uh with respect to not only your internal customer service but you know using some of the products that your company offers yeah it you know uh it's interesting how we run into <laughs> some of these things that lead us in a new direction. We had a, have an employee, Eric, who's uh, worked with me for years, and uh, he was engaged uh, at the time. He's now married. Anyway, his uh, future wife at the time was working at another company. She was really not happy with the direction. She was a young up-and-comer, really doing well, uh, working hard, and, and but 
she just didn't like the core vision of where her company was going. That's fine. So she's getting frustrated. So she knew about us and had a, a little bit of an idea of what we could do for her uh, through Eric. So we brought her in. And what with our software, what we will do is we'll write your it'll write your resume for you. It's really really nice, powerful software. But it'll also host your resume online on its own uh, web page. And then it'll also allow you to share that resume with all the major social media outlets with just a click of a button. Well, this is, if we go back a little ways here, this was back, you know, about three and a half years ago. She came in, she got her resume done, we hosted online, she shared it with social media. She went back to work at her old job. She, 30 days into doing nothing on the new job search, Target Corporation, which is headquartered here in the Twin Cities, they were looking for someone with her skill sets. They, at the time, were doing searches online. They were so impressed with her online presence, they hired her almost on the spot. And what's interesting about this story is the fact that Target never advertised a position, and Eric's wife, Never applied to a position at Target, and now she works at Target. And you know, and so that was like I said, three and a half years ago. Can you imagine how much more frequently that's happening today? So yes, social media has to be a big, and building that brand online has to be a big part of our lives today. Absolutely, you can be your own rock star. Uh, you have to. It, you know, it's not a choice. It's not about vanity. You know, you're not. You know, blowing your own horn. Or you know, I've heard people say just, and I'm just going to say it, just the dumbest things to me about. You know, I don't want to promote myself online. That I'm like, well, then don't get a job. Don't come on my show. Don't sell a book. Don't sell your product or service. Because the fact of the matter is, uh, what is it in real estate alone? Ninety five percent of the People looking to hire a real estate agent search for them online at some point. You know, they might not have known about them, but if you go drop off your card, you know, people will go home and look you up. And I'm sure it's that way for other industries because anytime somebody gives me their card for a product or service, the first thing I do is I Google them. And then I look to see, you know, what, you know, who are they? What are they? Are they for real? Because I think we have big trust issues um, in, you know, today of wanting to know what's real real and it's also pretty darn easy just to go to google type in somebody's name or company name and find their website or find their resume or find whatever about them and it's easy and quite frankly john why would we make it harder for people to hire us (laughs) you know what i mean it's like why not make it as easy as possible you're out of work anyway you got the time i mean that's just you know sometimes i think about you know going well i don't want to be in social media that's a friend of mine said this john i'm going to tell you a little story and i would love to know your answer for him he just sold his office furniture supply company uh to a larger competitor and he wants to get a regular job he's tired of being an entrepreneur and i said to him steve you know you really need a linkedin profile you know you need to get your resume done you need to do a couple of these things and you're a smart guy you could build your own even little website about you know yourself and your skills and your services he looked at me like i had a chicken growing out of my eyebrow he was like <laughs> i'm not doing any of that i'm not gonna I'm not gonna take my time to do that and I'm like buddy all you got is time and no income coming in so you know what would you say to somebody who doesn't 
you know, want to take the time or doesn't think those things are valuable. Well, what's interesting about him and his accomplishments, he, he obviously hit his goals in life, accomplished a lot, built a company and was able to sell it off to a competitor. And that's a wonderful American story that we see so often. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of pride and accomplishment there. And, and we, we run into this every day of the week. We have individuals that want to tell us how great they are. And they are great. We're talking to senior level managers at Fortune 100 companies um, every single day. Lots of them. Every, dozens every day. And, and, you know, it's good to be proud. But the fact is today the name of the game isn't how great you sound. It's about how well you meet the needs of the employer that's trying to fit, fill a position. And so when we look at social media, there's a right way to deliver the message in a wrong way. And when we look at just your resume as well, you know, most resumes never get read either. And because people are delivering the wrong message. And today I always say, you know, uh, when we talk about resumes and jump into that arena, and this ties back to social media as well. It's a you know, resume, present yourself on a sheet of paper, social media, present yourself on a website. Um, but it's not, once again, not about how great you are, it's about how how wonderfully you match up to their needs. Today, the name of the game is a matching process. And if you don't match up to their intricately detailed needs that they've identified within their job description, then you're not getting the phone call. You know, so today it's a matching game, and you got you have to be able to win at that matching process. Well, and I would think, you know, and I just, you know, I don't know your industry. I just know, you know, spending 15 years in real estate and watching buyers and sellers. It's like if there's a lot of houses on the market, the buyers can be really picky. And, you know, today I look at how many people are out of work. I would think that company owners could be kind of picky. <laughs> well, let's put it this way because of the advent of the internet and the active use by everyone online you know um companies when uh they when a fortune 100 company posts a job nationally on one of the major major job boards they will get thousands of resumes in for that position and so they've got to sort through thousands of resumes to find you so how do you set yourself apart? How do you win at this game? And really, when we look at resumes, most people's resume, yeah, it's a bad job market, but, but is it? Is it really a bad job market? And not we, for smart people. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But the fact is, you know, we have countless individuals that have applied to positions for uh, a quarter, you know, three months, six months, a year, two years. They've applied to hundreds of positions. And the national average that I, our company has identified uh, response rate, when, when I mean by that is I'll ask, you know, out of all the positions that you've applied to, most people will tell you, I only apply to jobs that I'm highly qualified for. Everyone seems to tell me that. You're being focused. You're not just applying to anything that you see. Um, what they'll 
when I start digging and I say, well, of all those applications you've submitted, what percentage has led to a live conversation with a real human being at an actual hiring company? And the national average is absolutely scary. It's around 3 to 5%. And, you know, external recruiting firms don't count. I'm talking about a conversation. I'm not an interview, but just a conversation with someone at that hiring company. It's 3 to 5%. So what you're telling me to summarize in so many situations, someone that's applied to 100 positions that they felt they're highly qualified for, that's led to three conversations. Clearly, there's something major wrong with our process here today. And a big part of that is companies have to use filtering systems to filter out all these resumes, and they're not looking at your resume. You apply to the job, and they don't even know you exist because you didn't apply correctly. Well, and John, this is going to bring up, you know, a sore point with a lot of people. But the fact of the matter, I used to use this in real estate all the time. The fact of the matter is there's there's one or two huge transactions that you make in a lifetime. One is obviously buying or selling a house, right? Huge, you know, probably the largest dollar transaction you will make. So why would you do a for sale by owner and not put it in the hands of the expert? Well, after listening to you today, I think of, hey, these guys are out there looking for jobs, you know, whether they're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, $150,000. Why would you do it as a do-it-yourselfer? Why wouldn't you put Put yourself in the hands of a professional like CPR, my career, especially if you've got an attrition rate of 97%, you know, failure rate, you wouldn't even make, you know, the Astros at that rate, uh, you know, if you were having a batting average. But the fact of the matter is, is you do this day in and day out. The technology has changed. The way business is done, the way hiring has done has changed. So John Shop, thank you so much for coming on the show today to open our eyes. If you're out there looking for a job, Go look at CPR My Career. See if you're a good fit. See if they can help you. Take care of your finances because some of these things with 401ks and 403bs, things like that we have, can only be handled and transferred in between job searches, you know, in between employment. There is a lot to know about getting a job today. John Shrupp, CPR My Career. Look it up, John. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Thank you, Sandra, for the time. Appreciate it. Uh all right, so guys looking for a job, CPR My Career, head over there. No promotional appearance has been paid for today. This is purely for your own information. If you're looking for a job, I hope you find one soon. I hope you give John's uh, company a chance. It's a great thing. Uh, next week, we're going to come back with more great information. This is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll talk to you next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom.